0: Let's continue reading Judges chapter 16. Now in this chapter, we read of Samson's relationship with Delilah. This relationship led to Samson's downfall and death. But in Samson's death, there was another victory over the Philistines. Judges 16, beginning at verse 1. Now Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there and went into her. When the Gazites were told, Samson has come here, they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the gate of the city. They were quiet all night, saying, In the morning, when it is daylight, we will kill him. And Samson lay low till midnight. Then he arose at midnight, took hold of the doors of the gate of the city, and the two gateposts, pulled them up, bar and all, put them on his shoulders, and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Afterward, it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, entice him and find out where his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him. And every one of us will give you 1100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. And Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, and she bound him with them. Now men were lying in wait, staying with her in the room. And she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. Then Delilah said to Samson, Look, you have mocked me and told me lies. Now please tell me what you may be bound with. So he said to her, If they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Therefore Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And the men were lying in wait, staying in the room. But he broke them off his arms like a thread. Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. "'Tell me what you may be bound with.' "'And he said to her, "'If you weave the seven locks of my head "'into the web of the loom.' "'So she wove it tightly with the batten of the loom "'and said to him, "'The Philistines are upon you, Samson.' "'But he awoke from his sleep "'and pulled out the batten and the web from the loom. "'Then she said to him, "'How can you say I love you "'when your heart is not with me? "'You have mocked me these three times "'and have not told me where your great strength lies.' And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death, that he told her all his heart and said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, come up once more for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters, and he became a grinder in the prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon their god and to rejoice. And they said, Our god has delivered into our hands Samson our enemy. When the people saw him, they praised their god, for they said, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. So it happened, when their hearts were merry, that they said, Call for Samson, that he may perform for us. So they called for Samson from the prison, and he performed for them, and they stationed him between the pillars. Then Samson said to the lad who held him by the hand, Let me feel the pillars which support the temple, so that I can lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Then Samson called to the Lord saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray, strengthen me, I pray, justice once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. And his brothers and all his father's household came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshaol in the tomb of his father Manoah. He had judged Israel 20 years. Once again, let's begin with some background notes. Judges chapter 16 begins with another dramatic demonstration of Samson's strength. The Philistines thought they had Samson trapped inside the Philistine city of Gaza. In the middle of the night, Samson got up and escaped by breaking down the massive gate of the city. He just grabbed this huge gate with its gateposts and pulled it up right out of the ground. And then Samson put the whole thing on his shoulders, and carried it up to the top of a hill. Quite a feat of strength. But once again, it was strength without self-control. What was Samson doing in Gaza anyway, with a Philistine prostitute? And now Samson gets involved with another Philistine woman, Delilah. Slowly but surely, Delilah seduces Samson into giving away the secret of his strength. Three times, Delilah did exactly what Samson told her. All three times, Samson escaped, but he continued his relationship with Delilah. How dumb can you be? You know, surely he must have realized that Delilah was betraying him. You see the lesson here, by the way? Love or lust can be so blind. And Satan capitalizes on this fact, and many of God's servants have fallen in this area. Don't think you're immune. Now, one more background note. In verses 29 and 30, we read that Samson took hold of the two middle pillars of this Philistine temple, and he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell. You know, archeologists have uncovered ancient Philistine temples in that area, and they are constructed exactly as described here in the Bible. Two central supporting pillars. So once again, archaeology supports the accuracy of the Bible. Well, a lot more we could say for background, but let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points. Doctrinal point number one, loss of separation results in loss of spiritual power. Loss of separation results in loss of spiritual power. God had blessed Samson with great physical strength, strength which he could use for the Lord. But Samson broke his Nazarite vow of separation to the Lord. As a result, Samson lost his strength. Do you see the spiritual lesson in teaching here? Loss of separation results in loss of spiritual power. Now, let me expand a little bit here on what I think is the larger spiritual picture. In the books of Joshua and Judges, the land of Canaan, represents the land of spiritual blessing and power for the Christian. But Satan, the enemy of our souls, wants to keep us defeated in this land of spiritual blessing. And one of the keys to blessing and power is separation. That is separation from the world and separation to the Lord. So anytime that Satan can seduce us into losing our separation. He knows we have lost out on blessing and power. Now, the Philistines represent one of Satan's devices for keeping us defeated and causing us to lose our separation. I think the Philistines particularly represent worldly or fleshly or carnal principles at work in the land, keeping us from enjoying our blessings in Christ and robbing us of spiritual power because we are no longer separated. Notice how the Philistines did not come into the land in the God-given way. They invaded the land from the sea. God's way of entrance into the land for his people was to follow the ark through the Jordan River, a great picture of identifying with Christ in his death and resurrection. The death-to-self principle is God's way into the land of blessings. You follow that? See, worldly religion ignores that principle and comes the Philistine way. And notice how attractive and alluring and seductive Delilah was. That's just like the world, especially in the area of religion. It's so appealing to get sucked into the ways of this world in our walk of faith, as individuals and as churches, even to the point of preaching a watered-down gospel. As a result, there is a tragic loss of spiritual power. Loss of separation results in loss of spiritual power. Doctrinal point number two, loss of separation results in loss of spiritual success. Loss of separation results in loss of spiritual success. In Joshua chapter one, verses seven and eight, we have two well-known verses on how to be successful. Samson only followed the first part of verse seven. He was strong and he was courageous, but he did not observe to do according to all the law of God. He turned to the left hand and the right hand, away from the word of God. Samson was no longer separated from the world and he was no longer separated unto the Lord. No wonder he only had partial success in defeating the Philistines, and partial success in judging Israel. Now, do you see the spiritual picture? Loss of separation results in loss of spiritual success. Like Samson, you could have a lot going for you, but if you were unwilling to be a separated Christian, you will never be a successful Christian, spiritually speaking. Remember, by separation, we don't mean running off and becoming a Christian hermit, but rather separated from the values and attitudes of this world system on the one hand, and separated unto the Lord on the other hand. You must be separated to be successful in God's eyes. There are no exceptions. Loss of separation results in loss of spiritual success. What about practical application? Don't toy with temptation. Don't toy with temptation. Now that's an obvious application from the life of Samson, isn't it? Samson had the idea that he could dabble in sin and get away with it. Samson certainly had no initial intentions of forsaking the Lord. But temptation, you see, comes in such attractive packages like Delilah. And little by little, Samson fell. Samson toyed with temptation and reaped the consequences. 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, flee sexual immorality. Second Timothy 2.22 says, flee youthful lusts. That's the key. Flee. Don't toy with temptation.